Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we'll continue our study of the book of Romans, looking at Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 32. If you have a Bible with you, follow along while I read. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever." Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do whatever ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They were full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. In the first part of chapter 1, Paul had explained the power that was available in the gospel. And in this last part of chapter 1, he's saying, and boy, do we need it. He says the evidence for how much we need it is available right now. It's on full display. Verse 18, he said, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Paul's saying, look at the world. See what a mess it's in. And we've been left to our own devices, and we've made a mess of things. And I think we could certainly say that 2,000 years after Paul. And we look around and see the way that people interact with each other and see the selfishness that's on display, the hunger for power and control that causes people to antagonize one another rather than finding peace and joy with each other. Paul proclaims that 
things are in such a mess in his day because there are people who are not honestly and sincerely seeking God. There are some in the world who acknowledge God for who he is. They honor him and they're grateful to him. And and that causes them to live in a particular kind of way that benefits the world because of their submission to him. But he says there have always been those who pursue absolutely any other possibility. In verse 21, Paul said, even though they knew God, even though they had an indication that there was something bigger than they were, that there was a higher power, they didn't honor him as God or give thanks to him, but became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. These are people who didn't want to submit their will to anyone or anything else. They wanted to run their own life on their own terms. And so rather than seeking a higher power, they were willing to pursue a lower power that they could bend to their own will. And so it caused some people to worship other gods or idols, things that were a part of creation rather than the creator himself. And Paul lets us know that's the irony of the whole exercise. These people who were determined to live life on their terms rather than God's end up worshiping something in creation rather than the one who created it all. It makes no sense. Why would you worship one aspect of creation, one thing that you see as significant, one thing that you can control and manipulate rather than submitting to the vastness of the creator, the power and majesty of the one who made it all? And Paul lets us know that since there are people that way, people who are just bound and determined to go their own way, God lets them go. Verse 26 says, for this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. God let them do whatever they wanted to so that they could see the destruction that ensues. They didn't have to take his word for it. They could see it for themselves. So Paul lets us know that we're all following one of two things. Either we're following God and his will, or we're driven by our own self-will. We're following our own desires. If God is not the ruler of our lives, something else is. And it's something that's feeding our passions and our desires, rather than serving the one who created those passions and desires. The one who can tell us how to make the most of them and use them in the most effective way in our lives. In general terms, this is what Paul's getting at in this passage. But let's be honest, we very often use this passage as a clobber verse, right? A a verse that we use to clobber others over the head with when they're doing things that we think they shouldn't be doing. We may be especially drawn to this passage when we're talking about homosexuality and, and pointing out that that was not what God intended. And while we can certainly draw those inferences here, that's not the point of Paul's message here. He lumps a lot of different kinds of sins in there. Not only do you have these unnatural relationships among men and women, you also have other examples of unrighteousness, like covetousness and malice and envy and murder and strife, deceit, maliciousness, gossip, slander insolence, being haughty, being boastful, being disobedient to parents. 
being foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. All of these things are lumped together. And we're told that all of them are examples of people living ungodly lives. Ungodly people are going to act in ungodly ways. So these verses are not here to make us feel good about ourselves when we can point to people who are behaving this way. The point is that people who are not following God, who are not submitting to God's will, will act in certain ways. So if I want to determine whether or not I'm genuinely following the creator of the universe, I can use these things almost as a barometer of my own behavior. Am I falling into any of these behaviors? Are my mindsets allowing me to participate in any of these things? If so, I have abandoned God's will and I'm determined to do things my own way. And Paul doesn't say that some of these behaviors are worse than others. He says each of them is evidence that you're not following God. And that's exactly why we need the power of the gospel, because left to our own devices, we'll end up being the kind of people described here in this passage. Without God's help, we can accomplish becoming the people that God created us to be. And given enough time in a bad behavior or with bad mindsets and outlooks in life, we run the risk of falling into some type of addiction that keeps us trapped in those kind of behaviors, even though we may know that they're not in our best interest. Verse 32 says, though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Paul lets us know that any life run on self-will it can hardly be a success, and that we will become addicted to the bad behaviors, that we will be more attracted to them than we are to God's will. And it's only through his power that we can break that dependence, escape that captivity, experience the freedom that's promised through Jesus. In this section of scripture, Paul is making sure that we understand that the power that comes from the gospel is necessary for us to not get trapped in a self-serving way of life, a life that would lead to destruction. He does ask us to look at those people who don't follow God, who by their own admission are doing things their own way. He's asking us to look at what that type of life leads to and encouraging us to surrender to God and his power so that we can live a different kind of life. This is not a passage that gives us permission to go and attack people who are ungodly. It's showing us that ungodly people are going to live in ungodly ways. And if I'm mimicking those behaviors, I need to surrender myself to God. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, kalirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.